0: Thank you. Welcome to Ready for Love Radio. This is your host and love coach, Nikki Lee. Now, today, folks, I have got something very unusual planned. I have actually got a guest that's from the same place I am. That, you know, y'all know I, I interview people from literally around the world, but I've actually got somebody that that is moving to my hometown in about... A week, so I, you know, well, I guess about two weeks. So, Janelle, it's awesome to have you with me today. And, and like I said, y'all, y'all probably have boxes everywhere and and all this kind of stuff. And you're going to be mm-hmm. about right. about two three miles away. So, so how are you doing in, in between all the packing and whatnot?
1: Oh, I'm just absolutely excited and giddy like a
0: schoolgirl. <laughs> we we met on LinkedIn. <laughs> so, yeah, we did. <laughs> so, so I, I'm i going to call you Janelle uh, Schwick, but, but, but would you like to pronounce it the proper way?
1: Sure. As I did explain to you earlier, my husband is from Krakow, Poland, and it is pronounced Schwick here because the Americans have such a hard time pronouncing the way it really is, and that's Schwick.
0: So you're about to move from, from Charlottesville, the home of UVA and Thomas Jefferson and Madison, mm-hmm. over to, to Stanton here in the the gorgeous Shenandoah Valley. But you were born in Denver, raised in Pittsburgh, and, and I will tell you that we have we have a number of people that listen from Pittsburgh. And actually there were a whole lot of people listening an hour ago to to the Bray Powers Hour from Pittsburgh. Lots and lots. Wonderful yes and you are a graduate of regis university with a bs in applied psychology including human sexuality and i actually when i i got my um, love coaching certification that also included quite a bit of of human sexuality fascinating topic for anybody that hasn't yes. studied it. it yeah it it um just fascinating topic <laughs> so mm-hmm. You're also yes, a consensus <laughs> and and much much more involved than people may realize, I think, but um yes. it help, helps explain a lot of things, it helps us understand ourselves, I think a lot better too, but
1: absolutely and so taboo in the past to even talk about it, especially as women, and now yes. as something that is um you know we can actually discuss how <laughs> nice I mean. It wasn't long ago that we weren't even supposed to have any sort of real sexuality at all. that was just for
0: procreation so in 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 some groups in other groups you're still not supposed to have any, but that that's a whole other that's the whole other topic you <laughs> <So, laughs> know and, and, and if you had ever told me I was going to have a radio show for you know eight plus years about sexuality, I would have gone yeah right but. I mean, you're, you're also a certified life coach, a certified independent travel agent. You are a global traveler and author of a book called Dream Until Your Dreams Come True, which we're going to talk about. You recently passed the real estate course. You have a European husband of 12 years, which, and they're starting a real estate business called Primakers. and they're suddenly... They're settling here on June the tenth with their three wonderful dogs, and and I covered his oh. ears while well I said that so he didn't get jealous. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, in the in the beautiful Shenandoah Valley of Virginia, and it it really is beautiful here. If if you like mountains, if you don't like mountains, you might not like it here so much. <laughs> Of course she she is from Colorado, so she may she may argue the, the mountains part with me, but that's, that's, a, that's a, we won't no, go.
1: I will tell you, Blue Ridge Mountains take the cake over the Rockies because of the dryness. There's a lot of beauty out there, don't get me wrong. It's still gorgeous out there until you ride. But there's just too many people out there and you know, it's teeming. You can still enjoy a hike like I did yesterday in Shenandoah mm-hmm. National Park. And no one was around, just me, the mist, and the three dogs. It was magical. And a deer. <laughs> but,
0: yeah, I, I would be surprised if you didn't see at least a deer. <laughs>
1: so. Yeah, they were chasing.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, I hadn't thought about that part. Because I, I, I had some friends that moved here from Colorado, and they're like, these aren't mountains, these are hills. And I'm like, okay, these are my mountains, so back off. <laughs> you know, right. so.
1: Yeah, the oldest but, in the world, the Appalachians, yeah, created by that hitting of Pangaea with Morocco in that northern part of Africa, as you know, and so that's why they're one of the oldest. But I just love the history and the feel of it up there. I do.
0: Yeah, it's um, like I said, it's, it's a beautiful area, and it's um, I, I just I, I I like my mountains. <laughs> so well, and right here right? we're right from the. You know the the Blue Ridge, and and it just uh, you know being being right here between. I mean, I look to the west and there's mountains. I look to the east and there's mountains, and mm-hmm. you know, and then you you go about three and a half or four hours east, and there's the ocean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what Colorado doesn't have.
0: This is true. The ocean no is ocean. not quite that close to Colorado, so. Mm-mm. We have an interesting group of things we're going to talk about. I, I was looking at, at the list of things that you sent me. You want to talk about? And this this is going to be interesting. So, <laughs> <laughs> so psychology. You know, if if I had, if I actually had thought about going back to school and, and taking some classes, but I, you know, it just I, I can't work it out just yet. But you know, I, you never know. You never know. I might work it out. So, you mentioned something called positive psychology. What is positive psychology? Now, this is a new branch of
1: psychology introduced by um, a handful of um, psychologists that got together in um, Mexico, actually, for a summit of some sort. And one of the gentlemen, led by um, Dr. Martin Seligman of the University of Pennsylvania, and um, they all noticed studying all the negative effects of humanity, the DSM IV, et cetera, all these things. What about the positive sides? What about the people who were exceptional? What about people like, in my book, uh, the Dalai Lama or someone who um, has Einstein or. Or, or people who have uh, Martin Luther King um, or um, Mother Teresa or these kind of people. What about them? What about studying them? And what about self-actualization and studying the actual positive side of the human mind? And so they came up with what they call positive psychology, um, and it was in the late um, It was around 1998, I believe, when they formed it. Um, And it is, you know, I'm connected with a gentleman named uh, Sean Aker that went to Harvard and taught the first class that was offered there, and it was the most in demand of all of Harvard at the time the class was being taught. So doesn't that say something about humans being curious about positivity? And so um, I almost... Uh, went the doctor away, and then I, my husband said, "Oh, stop! Let's just go travel the
0: world." And so that's what we did well. instead. He said it was smart enough, <laughs> but that that is fascinating because it, I yeah. hadn't thought about it. But yeah, most most of the stuff in psychology that's studied is is more negative, you know, like, you know? especially like criminal stuff, you know, and and all that sort of thing.
1: Right and the reason being is actual the the brain the human brain's natural tendency to look towards the negative in any situation and here's why in our evolution it was more important for you to be aware of a saber-toothed tiger let's say a negative aspect in your environment than it was to revel in a beautiful sunset does that make sense
0: well i was thinking for protection for survival but well, now yeah.
1: we don't have saber-toothed
0: tigers anymore. <laughs> so, well, um, not coming down the street anyway. <laughs> you know, right. So. Exactly. <laughs> right. Interesting. But, yeah, okay. Huh. So that's like why it that. took so long
1: to get to positive psychology.
0: Really? That's fascinating. Yeah, like I said, it makes perfect sense. It just I hadn't thought about that. There you are. You know, Think next. Different. Needs to be hmm. sexual psychology. I think that's what we need to start. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Well, see, I'm glad. I'm glad you included that. I mean, number one, I like that. That's very I'm going to have to look that up. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, have fun with it. And, and actually, I'm very encouraged that it was such a popular class. Yes. Because I mean, Absolutely. people. Are so fascinated with morbid stuff, oh. but it's it is very. I mean, well, I you know I watch true crime stuff all the time, but that's also for story ideas. Um, <laughs> for you know, for like mystery stuff, but um, that's very encouraging. Huh, that well, hmm. That just—that's going to get my mind. We should have covered that last, so I can think about that after we're done. Okay, but um, <laughs> see, now you now you got my mind all off on a tangent when I need to be focusing on what we're talking about. Okay, well, that's all funny. right. I'll, I'll about do that. that.
1: You mentioned about the morbidity and that our brains tend to go towards that, but you've chosen to study something as beautiful as human sexuality, and now there can be darkness there as well. But um, a lot of the time, that's a a light spot in the human psyche. Right. So, bravo.
0: (laughs) Well, and and that was actually to get me back to a more positive spot. So, that all kind of comes full circle. Yeah. Interesting. Well, and, and I realized once I started studying human sexuality and that kind of thing. It was. It was actually getting me to a more positive place in my life. So interesting, fascinating. Okay. See, it just it all comes full circle. Mm-hmm. Now, the law of attraction. You know, back when the secret came out, that mm-hmm. kind of went. To say that went viral, I think would be kind of an understatement, and. <laughs> I I kind of ignored all of that because when things get that big that quick and that kind of over the top, I tend to ignore them because they get so cliché that I'm turned off by it, you know? Um, kind of sure. like when, when a new movie hits the theaters
1: and mm-hmm. everybody's going to
0: see it like 15 times a week. I'm like mm-hmm. whatever because it's just I mean I've been I've been in PR for like thirty years. So when it's that big I'm like, okay it it's probably not as good as the hype, so I'm not interested. It it I mean I am I am immediately turned off by something that's that big. And I'm like, you know, it's likely going to die out, and I, I kind of watch to see how quick it dies out, and if it lasts, like like Titanic lasted for long enough that then I went to see it, <laughs> you know. So if that makes any sure. sense, sure.
1: And I understand. Um, I actually do a lot of the same thing when it's a trend or a fad, but really right. it's less about. Um, I didn't grab it right when it was released, I got it later on, and really it's less about the actual, quote, law of attraction that was that was um, reintroduced, if you will, to the world by the secret, and more about physics, what you put your attention on, you get more of. Right, and right.
0: people well, like just don't is.
1: understand that, and, and, and they'll think whatever they want, and they'll allow their monkey mind, if you will, as <laughs> the Buddhists say, I'm not Buddhist, but I borrow a lot of their techniques because I think they're brilliant. Um, and the monkey mind just goes wherever it wants all day long, and if you don't have any control over it or or engage in any sort of meditation or any sort of practice and really focus on what you want, that brain will just, you know, take you in all kinds of interesting spots. And um, so uh, that's that's one of the best. Just to remember that what, what you put your attention on, you get more of. So whatever you're thinking about, you're in control, not just something out there, you know, I believe in an energy, uh, But for me, it comes down to the physics of what you're putting your attention on, you get more of. And for right. me, I, it's brilliant, and it doesn't need a book or a movie to enhance it for me. So I'm with you there.
0: <laughs> right. well, I think I think too, it got so big that that and so woo-woo, that a lot of people didn't pay attention. That could actually really benefit from the principles of it and the idea of it, and I, I mention it on here from time to time. So I've gotten past all the, all the hype and the all the, you know, every everybody that that made a, a fortune off of it, you know, by writing eighteen million books about it, um, and and being on Oprah every you know couple of weeks and that kind of thing, um, so how people that were turned off by it. How would you explain it to them in simple terms? In addition to what you just said, and I like the monkey mind thing um, to help them to understand. Because I've I've really kind of I I heard a little bit about it, but I know that you you have to understand this much much but better. And I've I've actually put this into application in my life, and it it damn it it works you know <laughs> so and. How, how would you explain it to the listeners to help them to understand how to use this in their life? Because it really does work. Sure, absolutely. Well,
1: um, I believe that as we evolved as a species, as I'm sticking with my psychology theme, mm-hmm. that many times we were taught or instructed as we're growing up in many different cultures around the world that our destiny is out of our hands. It may be predetermined. There may be a fate. There may be someone else up in the sky controlling things. And that's fine. If you believe that, that is fine. I'm all for everybody's belief systems. We have a first amendment for a reason. Um, But for me, I tend towards the scientific explanation on life and the simplicity of what they call the law of attraction is whatever you're thinking about, it comes to you like a magnet in your life. So you're a big magnet. What are you choosing to think about today? Happiness, sadness, service, um, pleasuring your partner, (laughs) whatever it is um, that may come up in your life whatever you're thinking about right now and um, whatever you're thinking about what I'm, what I'm saying. And so we're attracting more um, things to come up about uh, psychology and human development and what actually happens when you create your own life story. How's that?
0: True. True, well, and the thing There's is a, if if you're always focused on negative things and being upset and being stressed and being you know and in the negative you're not going to be a happy person no. i mean how how could you be you know mm-hmm. but um, on the other hand if if you're trying to find the good stuff and and this kind of thing, it's going to be a lot harder to be upset and depressed. You know, I'm not saying you're going to, you're going to automatically make life super wonderful and happy, but it's, it's going to be easier. That's like, that's like when, when I've been in the hospital and things have been really rough and man, have I been there, you know, if you at least try, to be positive, it makes a world of difference. You know, I mean, I've, I've been, <laughs> oh, man, that was, I was in a, a PT facility over in Charlottesville. And <laughs> I had the first two days, room to myself. Oh, man, I was loving it, right? And then I got a roommate. <laughs> man, and the nurses came in. And I was like, "You don't have another room for her." And they're like, "Nope." I said, "Okay, okay, all right. Can we at least at least keep the drape pulled, you know, you know?" And she, I mean, the whole day, the whole day she complained. Whole day, never, never stopped complaining. Never once. I mean, she complained in her sleep. You know, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but at least, at least she least kept the TV turned on all 24 hours a day. Kept the TV on. It's like, can we turn TV on? <laughs> you know. But, <laughs> but it, it just, it just, it makes. I don't know. I've I've found that complaining and complaining and complaining about something doesn't help me feel any better. You know, sometimes saying it once and getting it out helps. You know, to just get it out of my head. But but going on and on and on and on about it, that doesn't help me. You know, I've, I've been like, I, I know people that they'll they'll like call like seven or eight different people and complain about the same thing. And I'm like, what good does that do? You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I need to sometimes get it out once. And then it's out. You know, I've, like I said, I've got it out of my head. I've, I've put it out there. And I'm good. I'm good now. Okay, moving on. You know, but yeah, I
1: highly recommend journaling if it's going to be something yes. to get out of you that's negative. It's incredibly yes. therapeutic, and I'm not talking about typing it on the computer. I'm talking about pen to paper, old-fashioned journal writing.
0: It's fantastic. I've, I've said that it makes a difference to write it by hand. Typing doesn't do as good. No. Now, now I tell you, I tell you, if it's really, really bad, and I need to get it out. I'll handwrite it on paper, and I'll burn it.
1: Oh, there you go. That's a nice ceremony. No, that's good. Yeah, like writing it on a rock and then throwing it in a lake, something like that. Mm -hmm. It's good.
0: Yeah. See? It gets rid of it. Now, if you're going to burn it, make sure you have a safe place to burn it. I'm just saying.
1: Yeah, you don't want to burn the house down or anyone else's
0: house. No. No, 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 no. No. (laughs) I thought you might might like that. (laughs) Yep, 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 yep. But I, I just I, I just thought you might like that little, you know, the the final part of the. Okay, now you mentioned a book, and I, I thought it was a book, so I looked it up on Amazon, and sure enough, it is. You mentioned a book called *The World We Have*. Oh, and, and I, I love I, it. I think I think that that you actually, in the, in the book, you you mentioned another one of his books, but now tell us about. <laughs> Tell us about the world we have. You said it changed your life.
1: Yes. Now, this was very <laughs> unusual, and I was roaming through a Barnes & Noble. I'm a reader and a writer. And I was in the area of, I'm not so sure where, but you know that, uh, yeah. different thinking, et cetera. And I would never thought in a million years to read um from a a zen buddhist monk um i had friends of mine that um were kind of new agey out in denver as you can imagine and they um you know sung the praises of such writers and so i thought i'll try this out it's ecology i love animals and i love the nature and all this bit and how it changed my life is it introduced me to a way of thinking that was so different from the way I was raised. Now, the way I was raised was a, a fine way to be raised. My grandparents raised my brother and I up in in uh, in Pittsburgh, and um, I was raised in my great grandmother's house. And there were lots of strict rules, and there was a mansion with an elevator and this kind of business. But, and they were very strict and fantastic um, people. However. Mm-hmm, There are some things that as I got older, I wasn't quite sure that it was in line with the way that my life was going. And so I was looking for different answers. And so I picked up this book, The World We Have, and I started reading it. And what it really uh, highlighted was we have this amazing earth. I am definitely an environmentalist. Um, and we need to be stewards of this beautiful planet. Um, and if we don't change some things quite quickly, um, there's going to be some catastrophic things that happen. Um, and uh, all based on scientific research and whatnot from Mr. Thich Khan, who is now 93 years old. And living in France, and now not really exiled, but had to leave um, Vietnam, Um, he was nominated by Dr. Martin Luther King in 1967 for the Nobel Peace Prize. This guy knows what he's talking about when it comes to peace. And he has started a village in France called Plum Village. And um, there he lives and has just survived uh, a devastating stroke, Uh, I think about X amount of years ago and, um, he basically says, um, you are the solution and the problem as (laughs) human, as humans, I say this now too. Um, we are the problem and we are the solution as well. And that can be looked at as an in an encouraging way. Um, Some of the things in the book um, talk about him choosing to be a vegetarian. Um, My husband and I were carnivores like crazy all our lives. And recently, at the beginning of this pandemic, although we tried before to be vegetarian, we went vegan for six months. Um, Hmm. And then uh, we decided that um, more of a Mediterranean diet or a pescatarian diet, which means you eat fish, everything from the sea, um, and then everything else uh, is fine, except no land animals or, you know, no flying animals and that kind of thing. And it's changed our lives. I mean, we, our personalities have changed for the better. We're more calm. They put so many things in those poor animals. And it's a horrible slaughterhouse. There's nothing good that comes out of that. If you love steak, think about it for a minute. And what I learned from the book, um, The World We Have, is not only that I need to go back and take care of my mother, my Mother Earth, but also I need to go back and take care of me um, and feed myself uh, different foods. And I didn't do it right away. You know how you read a book and you learn all these wonderful things and then you revert back to, oh, that was a great book. And you know what I mean? It took us quite a while, but... Um, Chris and I have made this commitment, and um, it's absolutely extraordinary when you when you can think about how many animals that we have not eaten in the last, you know, uh, April 4 was our year anniversary of uh, being pescatarian. And you hmm. think about how many cows we haven't eaten, how many pigs we haven't eaten, how many turkeys, chickens, all that stuff. It's phenomenal, and it's really exciting to be part of that good change, and Diet is so key to health as humans. And if we can change ourselves, be the change you wish to, um, you wish, if, you want the, if you want the change, like Gandhi said, you have to be that change first. So change, right. your, change your body, and that becomes part of the healing of the world. And it's a big deal, and I challenge everybody listening to do it. It's amazing. You'll love it.
0: Remind me when we're done. There's there's two restaurants. Then you're going to have to check out if you haven't already over here. But we'll we'll talk about that afterwards.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of restaurants I want to check out over there. Stanton's amazing.
0: <laughs> well, these these are these are two known for their seafood. So, um, <clears throat> Yep. Okay. Now, speaking speaking of the earth and and land and that sort of thing. And, and we we have beautiful beautiful land over here. Why is land so precious?
1: <laughs> They're not making any more of it.
0: Well, the, you know, well, this is true. Now, this is true.
1: Technically, they are in Hawaii and places that have volcanoes. Okay, so that's more well, added real estate. And,
0: and Dubai,
1: but,
0: Dubai, and, made, and other places yes.
1: that have the volcanoes. Yeah, correct. So I don't. I want to make sure that everyone understands that. But, okay, joking aside, they're just making more humans, more humans, and then some, a lot of humans that are rushing to the cities. And for me, I'm rushing out to that beautiful Augusta County. I can't wait. Uh, it's gorgeous here as well. But that Shenandoah Valley is one of the most beautiful pieces in uh, American um, today and in history. So yep. many things happened. That was the breadbasket of the United States. That's yeah. why the, the positioning of Stanton is so important.
0: Yeah. Well, and and so much of our founding history, I mean, it it started here. So yeah. Yeah. I I mean I I love history, and so much of it was like right here. So. We're actually
1: going to um, Williamsburg at the end of uh, June, my husband's birthday, and our 12th anniversary. And the reason I was reading an article this morning, and I mentioned this because you said you love history. At the surrender of Yorktown with Cornwallis and the British, you with me? Yep. My seventh great grand, uh, great grandfather up the tree. Okay. Rebenezer <clears throat> Denny, who in turn became the first mayor of Pittsburgh. Hello, all you Pittsburgh listeners. I'm a direct descendant, and he was the, that is the most read journal of the actual what happened in during that time when the Americans, almost Americans, were defeating the British right there, and it's, um, I'm not sure if they actually have the journal there or if it's in Pittsburgh, but uh, fascinating history there.
0: Awesome. See, I, you know, <clears throat> just very cool, very cool. <laughs> All There's right, lots
1: lot more in that, but it'll take a whole other radio show. <laughs> there you go. For the history of the family. Pretty amazing yeah. people. Yeah.
0: I'm proud of them. Like I said. And the
1: women that served them,
0: right? There you go. Right. There you go. That's right. Now, you mentioned something I haven't heard of, but I love the sound of this. What is travel therapy?
1: Oh, I actually, I'm not even sure that I may have made that up yesterday. Because I think,
0: I, think I need this. I need this. I don't this.
1: know if anybody else has come up with this probably somewhere, but I was thinking that's what I do. Um, um, once, a, once a month uh, or if, if it's a long time and I have to wait, maybe maybe every three months, maybe six months. If I usually don't stretch it that long, but doesn't matter. My circumstances, where I am in my life, I'll go off and have some sort of an adventure, whether it's within the state or on the other side of the globe. Um, or then I've been to all the states except for three. I haven't been to Alaska, Wisconsin, or Minnesota yet. I have to say that because I know everyone's going to wonder which ones I haven't gone to yet. Exactly. And because my family has 200 acres up in Ontario, Canada, that's a nod to my Uncle Herbie up there. He's a wonderful man and a pilot. He's got one of those planes that flies on the water, lands and takes off in the water. It's called amphibious. Yes. Um, But uh, I got the bug a long time ago when I was little because he was a pilot. He was always around. He was like a second papa and um, I just love the travel, and, and the thing that it breaks you from is any sort of ignorance that may have been taught by you in your tiny little town, because you never left, no disrespect, I love the tiny little towns, that's why I'm going to go live in one, um, exactly. but there's a lot of worldliness about Stanton, um, and I love that about it, um, but to get back to the travel travel therapy, that's I swear it saved me. And ladies, that time when you need to have a little time off from your guy, you know what I'm talking about. Once a month, take a trip. Even if it's two, three days, just get out and go. Go with your girlfriends. Go by yourself. Do some self-care. I take my pups with me because they're certified uh, travel pups, and I can take them anywhere. And um, it's it's just a, a brilliant way. Um, what I say, too, is always change the scenery, but always keep the same husband. See, a lot of people change the husband and keep the same scenery. <laughs> Whatever works for you, but this works for me. It really, uh, when I come home, it's like I haven't seen my husband in two weeks. And we run to each other, and there's all kinds of beautiful love there. Um, and... Um some people say, well, I can't afford it. You can now. You can, even if it's for one night. Even if it's just an hour away. Get away, like I did yesterday. Went to Shenandoah National Park for, I was only there about an hour. And it was completely refreshing when I came out. Um, so it's not really about a big, huge, pack a massive suitcase. It's about taking your brain, changing your physiology, as my my friend, or I should say my friend. Uh, Life coach in 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 theory, uh, Tony Robbins, who I've been following for years, and who we saw out in Colorado. He's he's a great guy. Um, change your philia- physiology and change your focus, and then watch the attraction of your ideas completely shift. Right? You went from upset and growly and fighting with your family or your loved ones. To a refreshing, it's like taking your brain and putting it into a washing machine. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you come
1: home and everything's fresh again, and you can look at it with a new perspective. The, maybe the, some of those emotions have cooled, and you can sit down and talk about win-win situations in your relationship.
0: Yep, I tell you what, I used to, I used to do is um, take off. About one Sunday afternoon a month, and take my camera and go out. And I actually, I actually got a map of the county dedicated just to this, and I'd I'd mark the roads I went to, so I I made sure I went to different areas. And and I love checking out architecture, right? Mm-hmm. And and so what I did is I'd I'd go out and I'd find cool houses, or even even just you know parts of houses. And, and interesting little buildings and this kind of stuff to take pictures of. And every time I finished a road, I'd highlight it so I knew I'd already been to that road. And I'd just, just roam around. Well, and the map also serves a purpose. I didn't get too lost. You know? <laughs> so, and I'd just I'd just roam all over the county and take pictures and just mm-hmm. just roam around for hours and hours and hours. Mm-hmm. And just have Very healthy. Plus, plus, mm-hmm. I, you know, and I do it when the weather was nice, you know. So I'd have the windows down and just take pictures, and I'd end up, and and I, I've got a four wheel drive, so I'd end up in the middle of like who knows where I might end up, but I just had more fun doing that. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: awesome, yeah.
0: But that's travel but, therapy right there. We better yep. coin that. Yep. See? <laughs> but yeah, I had more fun doing that. Oh, gracious. All right, now how how does a person attract what we might want to call old-fashioned love? So how about first, what <laughs> would you call old-fashioned love and how do we okay. attract it?
1: Um, and the thing that's so <laughs> wonderful about this, um, it, it, it doesn't work for everybody, and we have a modern world, and I'm all for that. It's grand, um, and I'm all for um, I'm a feminist that loves men, just so you know, we're right off the bat, everybody. But I will no. tell you that um, a lot of women that I know or have known in the past, they'll go griping around wondering why they haven't met this great guy, and they're, they're well, they're griping. They're, they're uh, complaining, and what you should be doing is, first of all, stop the complaining, okay? Be mm-hmm. grateful for everything mm-hmm. that you have now, right? Mm-hmm. And start becoming a better woman, okay? Yes. Once you become a better woman that loves herself and is kind to others and these, all these things, you're going to attract, because your thoughts, right, are going to attract a better man and when I mention old-fashioned um, I'm talking about how I got my husband here's how I did it I read another book by that gentleman Thich Nhat Hanh called um, teachings on love I read a book about love if you want to attract love read a book about love think about love um draw about love paint about love walk about love whatever speak about love uh write poems about love right get out some shakespeare but i that i can't wait to go to stanton for shakespeare i just have to say but my 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 point being is that i wanted that old fashioned love that my grandparents had and i had talked to my grandfather about what they had done and not done, okay, before they got married. And they had decided that my grandmother had made the choice, she told me, that she was not going to be sexually active before she got married. Now, I'm not a nun, okay. I had tons of fun out there in Colorado in my 20s, and uh, good thing that was safe, But and I encouraged that for sure. But when I got to be 36, I started reading a book about love, Teachings on Love by Thich Nhat This is what I did. And in walked within 48 hours that this book also talked about going back and loving the five-year-old within me. If that's not intense for you, everyone listening, when you were five years old, if you can imagine yourself going back to that child and hugging her or him and start healing right there. That's what I was reading about when Chris came through the door. And guess what I told him? I am practicing the five mindfulness trainings of the Buddhists. Like, I'm not religious, I'm telling you, but I loved what they had to say about sexuality and about love. And so I recommend to my young girlfriends now I say, do you love them? Okay, go ahead, you're fine. But I made the choice to go even further and refrain from, And I told him the first date we went on, (laughs) I'm not having sex until I get married, and I'm not looking to get married. Now, what can you tell me about you, Mr. Christopher? Okay, he was like, who is this girl? And by the way, we got married in two weeks and two days. If that doesn't make a good man come right to you.
0: That, crazy. that explains why I proposed so quick. Okay, now I understand. Well, he also,
1: <laughs> I'm not just for that.
0: I mean, he was like, that's my just girl. Picking. Because I
1: hold myself, the standards up so high, and he's the best sex I've ever had. Period. By I far. I was
0: just picking. <laughs> just picking. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's it's crazy, good. isn't it? What a great story. That's Dream Until Your Dreams come true, and you'll find that in the book, yeah. So to answer your question, old fashioned love. If you want it I don't everything is it's different for everyone. But ladies, step up to the plate, become a great woman and you'll attract a great man. And maybe hold off a little bit. Be old fashioned and
0: see if old fashioned doesn't walk through your door. Well and and she was trying to sell a fish tank. I mean, you know. Who would have I know.
1: That's it. (laughs) And the funny thing is he was looking for a lamp. A light, not really a fish tank at all, and I didn't even write the ad. It was my neighbor? <laughs> that isn't That's something funny. else but we were funny. supposed to meet because of our thoughts. Yeah, soulmate stuff. Heavy. <laughs> yep. Yep. He's amazing. Yep. <laughs> yes. Don't get your soulmate. Don't settle.
0: Now, I think anybody that has never had. A pet is missing out. Yes. Not, not to completely change the subject from soulmates, but I'm, I'm just oh, saying. Hello
1: to your kitty. Hello to your kitty cat. Yeah.
0: Oh yes, he he's actually behaving. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: he's, he he's, likes our voices. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah, yeah, he's he's funny. Whenever I've got the phone on speakerphone, he's he's like, somebody's getting your attention. It's not me. Okay. So, right. <laughs> and, and I think. I, I completely agree with your statement that, well, I, th- I think animals are are the one of the best examples of unconditional love. Yes. I, I completely do. They're Um actors. Yes. Um, why do you say that? You you say dogs are. I I think. I think some cats can be, I think most cats can be actually, some some definitely are not, but, but I think some definitely are. Um, why why do you say that dogs are masters of unconditional love?
1: Well, right off the bat, they were bred to serve us, so it's easy to say how nice, right? Here we have this wonderful animal, um, and uh, they all come down from the wolf. That They're showing up for the food, let's be honest um yeah. <laughs> but really in the end i think they get hooked on us like we get hooked on them um and all animals melt my heart it it doesn't matter if it's a you know a a, a little sheep or maybe you know we should just look at the beautiful sheep instead of you know eat it on Easter. <laughs> like veal is not a good idea. You gotta throw that in there, really. Think about it. Have, animals yes, they have they have a soul. For me they do. There's there's a book out there that people that says that animals don't have souls. That's absolutely ridiculous. If you look into their eyes, you know they do. Um and um they are to be protected, um and adored. And the reason I pick dog is um uh, well, I was lucky enough to have a dog when I was a little girl um, named Ollie. He was from Germany. My parents were married there in Germany. And, uh, you know, I—I I, he, he never said the wrong thing. The most dangerous muscle on the whole planet is the tongue, don't you think?
0: Can be, yes.
1: Again, it can be the most soothing. It can be the biggest problem or it can be the biggest solution in what is said. But the animal, the dog, for me, never, ever says the wrong thing, ever. And um, I have three, uh, and they are uh, tiny and small and larger, and uh, I take them everywhere with me, and uh, Mm -hmm. they understand. I remember when I was a little girl, I lost my parents very young in a tragic accident, and... I, once we were moved to Pittsburgh, um, I would go in when I was sad as a little young a young child and, and cry on my Ollie dog's ears, yeah? And he mm-hmm. always was patient and kind. What a wonderful counsel who needed a therapist, you know, when you had Ollie. And uh, so you can take them just about anywhere you go, and they're mobile, and uh, it's just it, we're, we're part of the pack, you know, in their mentality. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I just, they're, they're, they're treasures. Unconditional love. Oh yeah. Every time you come home, no matter what, if you're sad, happy, distraught, whatever, who comes running to the door, jumping up like you're the best thing in the whole world. Sometimes as <laughs> humans, we need that kind of adoration. Yeah. Cause sometimes, uh, maybe it's harder to, uh To get that kind of attention and, and understanding from from our our world that can be cool true, but the dog is god backwards and i, I think even better <laughs> now it's been said, but uh that's why
0: you know it's it's been really interesting my my <laughs> talk about me on here quite a bit he um I named him Muse because I I got him right after I started working from home and I was writing full time and I I figured just just in case my mental Muse wasn't working it would be nice to have a a, a physical Muse you know hoping that might kind of you know spur my creativity um, but his his personality I've I've had him for just about I think just about sixteen or seventeen years now. And um his personality has has changed a lot over the years. But um when when I had my, my dissection almost six years ago, I was um just like overnight gone from home for two months. And he was he was here just the two two of my cats were here by themselves. And um he, he did not like strangers at all. And so nobody saw him for two months. He was hiding the whole time. And um, I came home, and when when you could hear my, my dad and brother backing out of the driveway, you could hear the gravels crunching. As soon as you could hear the gravels, and he knew it was just me, he came just flying out of the back of the house and, and came up, ran through the Aww. living room and, like, pounced on me, right? And he would not move, <laughs> would not Aww. move off of me. And um, over, over those six years... His personality has radically changed I mean radically changed and over the last last two times I've been in the hospital um, he's he stayed with friends of mine for the month I was in the hospital well the last time it was only 10 days thankfully um, and then we've stayed with them for a month while I was I was trying to you know build my strength back up um, and and he basically has stayed in a room with me and with most of the time within reach of me kind of protective you know just to to you know if 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 i you know go to move and and like groan because it hurts or whatever i mean he's immediately like right there you know making sure i'm okay and yeah. and he now, i mean he he sleeps like right at my feet all the time oh, you yeah. know so i mean his his personality from you know leave me alone don't touch me I don't need to be around you to, you know, being within reach of me pretty much all, pretty much all the time. I mean, it's it's just radical how, how in tune with how I'm doing, how I'm feeling, all that kind of thing. It's amazing how, how it's changed. I mean, he, he is completely, um, Uh I, I and tune is the best way to explain it. I mean, you know, with mm-hmm. with how I'm feeling, how I'm doing, all that kind of thing. And and my other cat, I mean, I, I really think that he knew how sick I was weeks before I did. Oh, which yeah. I, I just find it amazing. I really do. I, I wish he could have told me <laughs> you know. But <laughs> but I just, Boy, I wish you could have told me. But um, it just I I just find it fascinating. I really find it fascinating how how much. Oh oh, and it's it's so neat. When I had had the surgery in 2019, I had my heart valve replaced because it was it was leaking. And so while they were doing open heart surgery on on the aorta, they went ahead and replaced that. And so what Muse does now, and it's very, very difficult for me to work when he does this. He actually climbs all over me when I'm working and, and sitting down, this kind of thing, so that he can lay across my heart. And and the funny thing oh. is, if, if, if anybody comes up to me now and they they put their, their head against me, right, or, or lean against me, they can hear my heartbeat. So I know that when he's laying there, he can hear my heartbeat, too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a, a friend of mine she she jokes that that he he thinks I can purr now. <laughs> <So. Aww. laughs> but But uh, but yeah, it just it's just so I, I I can't imagine not having pets. We I mean my earliest memory of of having pets is when I was like three, you know. So and we we've, right. we've yeah. always always had some when I was when I was at home, you know, living with my parents. And, I mean, I've pretty much just about always, I've always had at least one pet of my own. So, but highly recommend it. But you got to take care of them.
1: Everybody go adopt a pet if you're able to be a good pet parent. Do it today. Go to the shelter and select your new best friend.
0: Exactly. Exactly like i said i y you, you gotta i i just it well and you know it it just i it's good for your health, mental yep. and otherwise yes and and it's good for them too absolutely <laughs> uh well we're all almost out of time one one last question tell tell us how we can use Gratitude, because I mean, I mean, things have been rough the last year. No, no doubt about that. But I think we can still use gratitude. And actually, I think, I think, in the last year, people have found found positive things where they didn't expect to. Um, whether it was extra time with family and friends, well, family, because you know they they got stuck at home. But how can we use gratitude and we may have to look for things to be grateful for but how how can we find things to be grateful for and how can we use gratitude
1: well that's really easy for me and honestly um because of I've been able to do a lot of global travel I've I've seen people that have really in our eyes nothing and they're standing there dancing and happy uh, right. playing in a puddle, something like that. And yeah. the United States, uh, we are so spoiled. Um, almost yeah. all of us, and the ones that don't, um, we, uh, we most all of us have a roof over our head or food in our stomach. Most of us are spoiled with a cell phone, um, a charger, um, some sort of Internet, um, AC, heat. I mean, look at all the comfort. Lots of us are blessed enough to have a car, vehicle, be able to pay for that insurance, put the tires on it, you know, all the maintenance that comes in, put the gas in the tank. And yes. for any American, even ones that are challenged right now and, um, um, you know, living and that are homeless or we have shelters and we have, um, here's one thing the, the churches do very well is that the Catholics especially, they'll feed the people um, and we have a community that you can usually go to to um, help you um, if, if you don't have anything. Um, and if you don't, um, you probably still can be grateful for your eyesight or your hands or being able to walk if you can walk or your heart beating as my uh, host today has gone through four and is an incredible survivor Um, to be able to have that medical care. I mean, I've been places that don't have any, there's, there's no calling 911. Okay. They're just going to, I've seen people fall in the street and they just die. Okay. And I have in with my own eyes. So um, if the thing is, is if you, if you think there's nothing to be grateful for, just stop and think that you have a mind to think what you what you think that you don't have, uh, that you don't have, if that makes sense. In other words, you have a beautiful brain to have these crazy thoughts to tell you, I don't have anything. I'm going to feel sorry for myself. And by the way, when you do that, stop and go be a service to someone else.
0: There you it's go. It's amazing
1: how, how much gratitude you'll feel when you come home. Exactly. It's all about gratitude.
0: Thank you for answering it that way. I like that. I, I yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it it amazes me the people that complain that they have nothing to be grateful for and you, uh, yeah. I mm-hmm. I I even even in the hospital in pain I I'm thrilled to wake up. You know, there's been enough days that I didn't, and I wake up and, and realize I lost five days, and I I woke up to the point where I I literally cannot move without help, but I'm thrilled I'm awake. But thank you for answering it that way. I appreciate that. So tell tell folks how they can find out more about you, and um, you should you should definitely go to Amazon, and look for her books dream let me see hold on a sec dream until your dreams come true and and check check the inside of the book portion and and you got to read the first chapter you you got to it, it was very entertaining i thoroughly enjoyed it
1: <laughs> wonderful yes um you can go there also um you can purchase the books as well as kindle um if you prefer to not cut down a tree i'm all for that as well that's where it's offered um, it's just under my name, um, so it's Dream into Your Dreams Come True. I am Janelle Swick. C W I K is uh, the last name, first name Janelle. J A N E L L E, and um, you can reach me at uh, Janelle Swick at Yahoo.com. Um, and I don't know if I want to give my phone number out, but if you want to, if you want phone number, email me and uh, let's have a start a conversation there. And uh, I'm delighted to be on the show. Um, Also, uh, my book's in many other places. Um, You can find it on barnesandnoble.com. It's not in the Kindle version, Um, but it has the pandemic pricing on there. It's like $8. And um, I'm going to be lowering some pricing on Amazon as well, too. I don't know why it's mismarked, but that's okay. We'll get to the bottom of every single problem there is, right? Um, and I can't wait to go to Stanton and, and meet this wonderful host. Uh, I'm so glad we uh, met on, on uh, LinkedIn. And uh, I, I'll be looking after some of your, uh, uh, if we want to go walking sometime or catch a coffee, I'd be love to do that because I'm local. I'm not all the way around the world, at least for now.
0: Well, not at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> you knows? all right all right well thank you for being with me and the replay will be on the website it'll be a link to readyforloveradio.com slash dreams come true and listeners i'll be with you next time on ready for love radio